the ASCO Leaders Reading Podcast with Jeff Barton. Oh, hello. Um, my name is Tiff Harris and I am the Primary Policy Specialist at ASCO. And of course, you've got a proud professional career as an English teacher, Tiff. <laughs> That's correct, Jeff. And um, I didn't like this task that you gave me to choose two or three books that I've read to speak about today because I couldn't decide. So I've lost sleep over this. I'll let you know. So your first uh, chosen title is something which I don't know if you uh, ever taught it, Tiff, but it's uh, certainly one which is on the syllabus. T tell us what it is. OK, then. So the first book that I've chosen is The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Um, and I have never taught this book and I read it many, many years ago. Um, I'll explain the reason why I've chosen this book out of many, many examples of, of, of wonderful books I've read over the years. And the reason I, I've chosen this one is because, um, firstly, it's the first book that I ever read that made me cry and made me want to read it again right at the very end. So at the end of reading this book, I then went straight back to the beginning and and just started again. Um, I think the reason I've chosen this book today is because it's it's a it's a sad story, but it's um, a very emotional story. It's very, very easy to read. Um, but I think it, this book grew on me more and more as the years went on as an secondary English teacher because the character Holden Caulfield I, I could see that through the students that, that, that I taught on a daily basis so I loved this book when I first read it but then as my career progressed it, it grew more and more on me the importance of this and the message and um, I also like the fact that the, the story of J.D. Salinger is is very mysterious and I, I love mysterious authors so um, that's my first book Jeff. Great. And uh, it's interesting because I can't remember when Catcher in the Rye came out, but let's say 1958 or something, something like that. 51, actually, Jeff. 51, okay. Okay. And it, so partly it kind of redefined a sense of what teenagers were like, didn't it? But it used a language which even from the first sentence was seen in those days as kind of shocking. It was a groundbreaking novel. Does it still, when, when you read it now, can you still get that kind of frisson of why, the, why it speaks around teenage life so powerfully? Yeah. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, correct, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I, th I think it was banned in, in the United States when it, when it first came out for quite a while because of references to um, some of the, the he goes underground, Holden Caulfield, he, yeah. he leaves, he leaves his, um, his, his prep school in Pennsylvania and he, he goes underground in New York for a while. Um, but but there's lots and lots of reference to the word phony and Holden Caulfield referring to adults and people he knows as, as phonies. And the reason why I think that resonates now is because I, I, I see teenagers using the same kind of language today. And I think there's a, there's a lot of truth in some, some of the things um, that, yeah. that they refer to. So the, the, I, I like that in it. I, I, I haven't like thought of that. It's a good point. Yeah. It's, a very, it's a very good point. Yeah, the kind of superficiality of it. OK, now your second choice surprises me. It's a book I don't particularly know. It's non-fiction, isn't it, this one? It Tell is, us yeah. about this. OK, so um, so for many years, teaching literature meant that when I first read The Catcher in the Rye, I, I was uh, young and then I moved into teaching literature for a long, long time. And a lot of my time was taken up with GCSE literature um, text and A-level literature text. Um, and then I moved into leadership and read lots of leadership books. But there's one that I want to recommend, and it's called Taming Tigers by Jim Lawless. And it is a motivational book, 
but there's a story running in the background and I, I love a I love a good story. So there's a story running in the background. Um, and I'll, I'll just I'll just tell you the background of this, that Jim Lawless was giving a motivational speech and um, in the in the audience somebody challenged him to put his own 10 rules there are 10 rules motivational 10 rules within within um, taming tigers and somebody in the crowd said i challenge you then to put your money where your mouth is if you like and um, I, I bet that in 12 months time if you, you say you can be anything you want to be i bet in 12 months time you cannot become a professional jockey and ride a horse according to jockey rules and they shook on that and that's the story in the background that the, there are 10 motivational leadership rules if, if you like but there's also a story running in the background of Jim Lawless who then actually carries out his, his own teaching and, and I, I, I like that because it's very very powerful sorry sorry it, it, so is it a book about uh, about le leadership in, in education or is it a book about pedagogy or no, it's not. A, it's not a book about leadership and education, although it can be applied. So yeah. um, I read many books about leadership education alongside this. And this is why I like this one, because it can be applied to leadership in, in terms of a, 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 your, your, your person and your character, which I which I've, I'm, I'm really interested in and, and have been you know, for very many, many, many years. And it's it centered around 10 rules, which I think any leaders listening to this today um, would 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 um, really understand but there are there were five rules from the ten that that really did sort of strike a chord with me and I think I use those I still continue to use them again and, and the first one is act boldly today because time is limited and number two is rewrite your rule book so challenge yourself and um, yeah. the third one was do something scary every day and I think we're all doing that right now. Number four was understand and control your time to create change. But the tenth one is never, ever give up. And I, I've applied that through many leadership examples um, in my career and with the children in my classes as well. And I think that's uh, one of the most important mm -hmm. ones. So that's why I really like that novel. Sounds great. I've, I've read so many leadership books as we do through the years, but that one I haven't encountered. So I look forward to finding that one. And your third choice, Tiff. OK, so my final choice is one I read um, only a few weeks ago, and, and that's not why I chose it, because it's fresh in my mind. It's it's because for um, a very long while, I, I had a bit of a block in reading, a, a, maybe a bit of a drought. I um, was famous for being a member of a local book club, club um, that never read the books. And then mm. I was invited to join Askell's Policy Specialist Book Club. And... Um, this was on the list and this book is called The Elegance of the Hedgehog by Muriel Barbary and the reason why I've chosen this book is, is because this goes full circle to the first novel that I chose and it is probably the second novel only in my life where number one it made me cry and number two it made me want to read it again as soon as I put it down I wanted to go straight back to the beginning. Straight and back to your J.D. Salinger life. Just like that. Yeah. Um, the reason why I, I want everybody to, to read this book or recommend this book is because it's also set in Paris. So it's set in an elegant apartment building in Paris. And, and um, just like, like, like Catherine the Rye is set in New York, the two places that I've visited. But even if you haven't visited these places, right now with people working from home, it was a lovely sense of escape to, to get that description of, um, of, of the streets of Paris and, and the buildings just made me feel like I was there when I'm yeah. still working from home. At, so, at a time when we're all craving being somewhere else. 
Absolutely. So it's a beauty, beautifully written book. Um, you, you have to give it a little bit of time. If you, if you do pick this up now, you get through the first few, you might think the first couple of, of chapters are a bit hard going, but then it becomes very, very beautiful and I, I thoroughly recommend it. That's wonderful. Tiff Harris, thanks so much for talking to us about your choice of books. Thanks so much, Jeff. And sorry about the sleepless nights. <laughs> I'll get you back. ASCL. Askel.